0: hey y'all this is Ovi and you're tuned in to yeah but are you listening a space created for us to laugh and cry share blueprints, and grow through transparency we'll talk about the things that make us nervous and the things that get us hyped but most of all we'll be authentic let's get to it Hey y'all welcome back. Um, it is hard for me to believe that we have been on this journey together for two months. like we are coming up on the tenth week, and I am nothing short of amazed i When I started this journey, I knew kind of what I wanted. I had hopes of. Um, impacting people and potentially like changing some lives or at least motivating somebody in the process. But I could not in my wildest dreams have ever imagined that it would look like this. The support from people, the feedback, good and bad, has been really a motivating factor. So many people have reached out to me that um, want to be a part of it or, or want Something from something they've heard, or told me that they were motivated by something I said. And I really just got into this wanting to motivate one person. And if I took the time to read to you all some of the text messages and DMs, um, and just messages that I've gotten, affirmations that I've gotten over the last nine weeks, 10 weeks, uh, it could take up an entire episode. So I have legitimately been overwhelmed. Um, you guys have poured into me over these last, you know, over this journey in a way that I was not expecting. And so I feel like over the last two or three weeks, I have come on here pretty much each episode to tell you that I thought it was going to be the last episode and then something came up or something happened or something that was needed to be shared. Um, And so I pushed the last episode out, right? Because when I started, this was going to be an eight episode season. That's just Eight sounded like the magic number. And here we are. Um, this will be episode nine. And this isn't going to be the last episode of the season either. So I have alluded to um, having my own mental health challenges um, and dealing with, with some challenges of those close to me, closest to me, but I've never really gone into detail. Um, and, you know, I think that 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 is probably as much generational as anything else meaning you know for so long getting therapy was taboo um you didn't talk about it you didn't talk about your struggles and typically if you told somebody you were depressed they were like you just said, get over it right or have a drink or eat some cake or eat some ice cream um binge watch your favorite tv take a bath um and you'll get over it and the reality is mental health depression um anxiety is so much more than just get over it it's so much deeper it's you know it's just so much more than that and i am happy to see that as the years progress we are much more much less judgmental for people getting help there's many more people talking about therapy and talking about what that looks like and talking about you know um Getting therapy and the help and the, the things that it's bringing to their lives, and so I am so glad to see that that is actually transitioning to be a thing. Um, and I hope it's not it's not a fad because therapy is beneficial. It's real. It's needed. Even if you don't think you have anything that you need to go to therapy for, chances are you're probably the one that needs to be at the front of the line because we all have things we need to work through, whether it's childhood traumas, whether it's just things that we were exposed to that we don't even know that it affected you the way it did, or it impacted your life, and it is currently impacting your relationship, or the way you treat your children, or how you are on your job, or who you, the role you play in your your friendships. Um, you don't even think about, you know, some of those silent triggers that happened when you were young, or some of the things you saw, um, and so. You know, I am I am really glad that mental health has become a focus. I know way too many personal stories of suicide. Some of them, people kind of blew them off. Um, and others, people worked really hard to prevent them and provide support. But the reality is some of those things are beyond the control of someone else. They aren't things that someone can do for you or to you, Um they can't love you out of the depression. They can't love you out of an anxiety attack. And so, you know, it, it extends to getting therapy, learning how to have some coping mechanisms. Um, Yes, it is about support. It is about having a base of people or a person or um, something that you can go to that is your grounding, you know, um, that you can feel grounded and you can kind of come out of whatever you're dealing with, but it is just so much more than that, and so um this will not be the last episode of season one. I woke up the other morning, and it was heavy on my heart that we needed to talk about mental health. um There are so many things happening in the world right now, and people are struggling, and people is me i'm struggling right so I have my own coping mechanisms where it relates to depression, but as I've gotten older, um, I battle much more with anxiety and overthinking my brain races all the time. Um, And so I have my own coping mechanisms that seem to work uh, for now anyway. And so, you know, I'll be sharing some of those with you, but also over the next, um, over the next Several weeks, uh, so let, let me back up a little bit. so I woke up the other morning, and it was really heavy on my heart to um, ask for some either mental health professionals, suicide prevention folks, or just people who wanted to share their story to be guests and let 's talk through this where someone else can hear it and potentially benefit from the things that that um, those people have to share, whether it 's their level of expertise whether it's a personal experience. And so hearing it, someone else is able to see that they are not going through it alone. Um, Whether it's, you know, one young lady reached out to me, I'm super excited to talk to. She works with teens and kids. The reason I'm super excited about that is because we're in a pandemic. So many people's kids are struggling, you know, with with virtual learning and, and missing their friends and missing their social relationships. And so I'm hoping that Laura will able to be able to give us some tips on how to help our kids through that. Some of the things that we can potentially look for um, so that we don't blow off what might really be depression for, you know, they just don't want to clean their room. Um, and so I, I put out a call for that on both on my social media pages, on Instagram and Facebook. And the response was overwhelming. So people have been messaging me excuse me, they've been um, DMing me. They've been um, texting me. I had my aunt call me to put me in contact with somebody in a whole nother state to have some conversations about what she's doing. And so my idea that was just gonna be a single episode is now probably going to be a short series focused simply on mental health. And part of me was like, all right, so I could record this and then wait to publish it during Mental Health Awareness Month, but that's not until May. And this needs to happen now. We can't wait until May. People are dying every day. People are struggling. People are struggling. And again, I'm like, people is me. I'm struggling. Um, There have been days during the um earlier on in the pandemic where I cried all day or I couldn't get out of bed or I felt suffocated because... My support systems were now reduced to phone calls or text messages because I couldn't just jump up and go to somebody's house, right? Because you're concerned about exposure, not only them exposing you, but you exposing them. You know, I was missing my mom. I've talked to y'all so much about my mother and I's relationship. And in the in the first couple months of the pandemic, my, my visits with my mom looked like us standing on the porch talking through the door. And so... That was a really, really, really tough time for me, and if we're being transparent, there are days that are still really, really, really tough um still feeling suffocated. I can't travel, right, which is a luxury for most of us um but for me, travel didn't even necessarily mean packing my passport I mean just hopping in the car, going down to the beach um you know, or just being able to hang out with my girlfriends, going to dinner, right. Um, Being able to see my friends and see the people that mean something to me and that I know I mean something to them. Being able to get physical support outside of, like I said, just a phone call or a text message. And so my hope, my goal is that over the next couple of weeks, um, I will be able to provide you all and me with some help, some support, some... um, Some clear vision that you're not in this alone, that whatever your anxiety might look like, whatever your depression might look like, um, you are not alone. And so in those moments, I know it feels like it, um, but, you know, there is somebody that loves you and that needs you and that would much rather hear you crying about whatever is going on, whether it be big or small, than to be crying over you because you are no longer here. Um, Your life matters to people that you don't even know. You know, I I will say that this podcast has taught me, doing this podcast has taught me about the ability to reach people that don't even know you. You don't know them, they don't know you. Um, There is no benefit, um, no like tangible benefit other than they just know you. They just care about you. Um, I am learning about the fact that I I am being reminded how much I genuinely care about people. Um, I mean, that's, that's not new. If you know me, then you know that I genuinely care about people to my core. But this is helping to remind me of that and to remind me that I need that too, you know. Um, and so... When I was younger, I used to write poetry. I think I've mentioned that before. I used to write poetry and it used to be an outlet for me. I used to be a nerd. So I used to write poetry. I used to read. I would curl up with a book. That was my one of my favorite pastimes. I would do crossword puzzles. Um, I was popular, but I was a nerd. I was a super nerd. Um, and as I've gotten older and like had children and moved away in terms of of having other things that took up my time, I've been less focused on doing that. Even writing a journal in in a journal for me has become taxing because I put these grandiose expectations on my writing. So I'm like, all right, Ovi, you have to sit down every night. You got to write at least a page in a journal. And I do really well at that for like a week. And then I feel I'm like, I don't have anything else to say. Um, And so some of that is about relearning or unlearning the things that you have taught yourself or the the restrictions that you have put on yourself in terms of your own outlet, right? So what journaling looks like for me now is having a pen and paper beside my bed at all times on the nightstand. So if I have something I need to get out, if I want to try to quiet my brain, then I have the, the tools there to be able to do so. But it doesn't look like a requirement to do that every night. It doesn't look like you gotta write for an hour, you gotta write two pages, you gotta write 10 pages. It's like, no, the tool is there when you need it, as much as you need it, and use it. Um, and I will say that that has helped me tremendously to try to quiet my brain a little because I don't do so well and cry in my brain. It runs all the time, I don't sleep well. Like, there are all these other things. And then you factor in the anxiety and the overthinking. Um, I will fixate on something for hours unintentionally. And then I do that thing where you're like, all right, as of right now, I'm not going to think about it anymore. And then what happens? Like, then you can't stop thinking about how you're not going to think about it. So it's a really unending cycle, never ending cycle. It feels like Um, it's unhealthy and recognizing that is really only part of the resolution, like the next step is to try to get some help and figure out what you can do. And so, like I said, for me, writing some of those things down, writing some of those thoughts down, doing what looks like a brain dump where, you know, I'm just writing the thoughts. I'm not, it doesn't, it might not look pretty. It might not sound pretty, but it's what I'm thinking. It's what I'm feeling anyway. And so as opposed to trying to continue to suppress that, I just get it out on paper, um, it is an effort to not close people off when I'm feeling some kind of way and not just shut down and not talk and not um, be available. Uh, one of the other things that I know that I do is it is easier for me to take on somebody else's stuff when I'm in the midst of stuff. So it's like, all right, if my brain is going to be going 1,000 miles a minute anyway, let my brain be going 1,000 miles a minute on somebody else's problem. Because really, it's their problem. Like, It doesn't really impact me or impact my life, um, which only solves part of the problem, right? Because ultimately, in doing that as a defense or a coping mechanism, I'm not really addressing the things that are going on with me. And I'm just pouring my energy into something else. Um, and it's not even something that's necessarily constructive. <sighs> so, you know, I guess the, the point I'm making um, is that, you know, we're all dealing with something. You know, this pandemic has exposed us in a way that I don't think any other thing could have exposed us. Or any other thing could have exposed our need for some help as it relates to mental health. And then, you know, now the new buzzword is self-care, but nobody really talks about what self-care means. And even in the confines of self-care, even if somebody tells you what it means, it means different things for different people. I know that there are some people that self-care means they get their their makeup, their hair done, their nails done. um, And cool, like that could be self-care. Definitely, it's absolutely self-care, but I don't wear makeup. So going to get a full face beat, for me, is not self-care. Um, getting my nails done might be self-care, but I typically spend it talking to my nail tech. And so I'm not relaxing. Like I am, but not really, um, you know, a massage would be great, you know, but now you're talking about how often can you get massages? How often can you afford them? How often can you go, um, you know, this summer self-care for me looked like going for walks or runs. And I can remember having conversations because some of those runs were 8, 9, 10 miles. Now, for some of y'all, that's nothing. For me, yeah, it was a stretch. Um, but what I can say is that while I was out there walking or running, it was just me and the pavement and God. And I cried and I prayed and I talked and I listened to music and I listened to podcasts and I cried and prayed some more. But that was my opportunity to just be. Um, And then it got cold and I don't like the cold. So then that kind of, you know, that subsided. But I definitely have to get back to that. But self-care has to be more than just a buzzword. But even beyond, self-care has to be focusing on what being healthy mentally looks like. Um, I think sometimes as mothers, as parents, we focus so much on the health of our children without really thinking about you aren't being the best parent you can be if you aren't taking care of you first. Um, But I know from the moment I had Michael, like he came first. His needs came first. You know, people tell you when the baby sleeps, you sleep. But the reality is When the baby sleeps, you're trying to take a shower and wash bottles and, you know, do laundry and do all the things you can't do because when the baby's awake, their needs come first. And so that is difficult to unlearn as you get older um, to not put other people's needs first. And I understand that other people is not the same as a child or you having a child, but it's still a learned behavior. You know, you still learn to put their needs first. They cry, you react. They fall, you react. They're hungry, you feed them. They're wet, you change them. Like, that's the way it works. And so, anyway, what I'm hoping is that over the next couple of weeks, I can share with with you some things that I have seen and am dealing with and have dealt with in my own personal life that I can bring some people um, to have some conversations with me that you can learn from or take something from, whether it's a new coping mechanism or something you haven't tried with your own child, or maybe something you have tried and you just don't know if it's working, um, you know, or some resources. You know, I'm going to be providing you with some names and phone numbers and resources for things that might be helpful for you. um. My prayer is that they are just really good conversations and that you can, you know, as with anything else I brought to you, that you can take what you need and leave what you don't. Um, But the mental health conversation is one that needs to be had. It's one that needs to be ongoing. It's one that that is important for us collectively to be able to keep moving forward and keep healing and keep being healthy and it's, it's not something that you can just do for a little while and then tuck it away on the shelf, which I'm guilty of, right? You go to therapy for a little bit and you're like, all right, I'm healed. Check that box. Um, it has to be an ongoing process. And it doesn't mean that you go to therapy twice a week for the rest of your life. But it may mean that it goes from twice a week to once a week to maybe once every other week. Um, But it can't stop. Mental health is something that has to be an ongoing focus for the health of you and the people around you and the people that love you. Um, So I just want to end this particular episode by, you know, reminding you that you are loved and valued and that you. We need you. Those around you need you and they need what you bring to the table because nobody can be you better than you. That's why you're you. That's why I'm me, right? And that's why I'm not you, because I couldn't do you the way you can do you. And so you're valued and you're loved. And um, if nobody told you that today, like those things matter. And so you matter. And so over the next couple weeks, I'm going to do what I can to reinforce that for you. Um, if there is anything specific that you want me to ask a professional or that you want to be discussed or you want me to try and find some resources around, you know, please shoot me a message. Um, You know, it can be a private message. If you would like to be on an episode, even if you want to be anonymous, we can definitely do that. I will honor that. Um, But your stories need to be heard. um, Getting you the resources that you need is a priority for me over the next couple weeks. And so the way I feel now, season one will just end when it ends, but we're going to bring as much positive information and resource and support as we can in the time that we have. So I love y'all. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode. I can't wait to hear your feedback. But until then, be nice. Be authentic, because yeah, I'm listening.